Hi everybody, welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1725. It's a Monday morning and uh, again, it's another gorgeous autumn day. The sun is out. It's uh, just come coming up really. And not a cloud in the sky. I love autumn here in Melbourne. Um, I have a beanie on, my hands are freezing. It's, it's, uh, it's quite cool, uh, but it's gonna be a great day. And uh, yesterday, I had some really, really nice time with my daughter. If you want to um, hear it, it's episode 870 of the Mental Toughness and Body Show. It's entitled Daddy Daughter Day. And I took my youngest one, or if you're a long-term listener, I know that she's um, really got some challenges in battling her terminal illness. And it was just her and me because her sister was uh, quite unwell, so she ended up staying, staying home. And uh, because there are only so many opportunities to do things with my youngest one due to her hospitalizations and so forth, when she was uh, in hospital, we were talking about going on a picnic at some point. I said, I'd love to take you to Juripin Lee. It's a beautiful estate, uh, National Trust estate, and um, you know, big gardens and mansions and everything here in, in Melbourne. And uh, it's about an hour away from me, uh, but it's close to the, the central business district of Melbourne. So apologies about the, the road noise. Um, and uh, so we went there and uh, what she wanted to do was in preparation for the picnic, she, she said, Dad, what's, um, I want to do a really fancy high tea kind of thing. What are some of the things that you would like? And so we spent all that. So we went yesterday, Sunday, and uh, we spent uh, Saturday uh, you know, getting the shopping list together. She did most of the work. She researched all the recipes and, and so forth. And we went and did the shopping and came home and it was a little bit overwhelming to do it all in one go but then we got into a bit of a rhythm of doing it it was a long it was a long um process it took a number of hours but golly she had made all these special flavored uh egg lettuce dill type uh sandwiches she made these other sandwiches that were these ones were toasted and they had uh, roast uh, vegetables on the inside of them. So she had roasted pumpkin, like thin, slim, thin slivers, and uh, zucchini, and it had ricotta in there, and some various herbs and onion and stuff, and they were really nice. And she made, what else, these corn, corn fritter, uh, type uh, corn and zucchini uh, fritters. They were really good. Uh, she made uh, a roast pumpkin quinoa. And what else did that have in it? A salad that had like this nice kind of a sweet soy sauce kind of dressing. And she made an apple tea cake from scratch, which was really good. And there was something else. Oh, she prepared some fruit with grapes and some cut up all the grapes and oh, sorry, the strawberries and uh, had grapes as well and because it was high tea she wanted us to have tea so I actually don't drink tea but I said we would take some so she found I actually have someone that doesn't drink tea I have a lot of tea at home for I think I've inherited a lot of it from my parents and so there's a lot of tea 
Um, so she picked, uh, she said, what do you like? And I said, I don't drink it, but maybe something more fruity. So it was like a, I'm going to make it up. Well, no, actually, I don't have to make it up. I think it was an apple and berry, something like that. And it smelled really, really good. Uh, tasted like dirt water. But anyway, <laughs> um, I had a feeling there was something else that she made as well. So we packed it all up and we, we went to the picnic and it was a bit similar today. It was a little bit overcast, but had some nice sunny, sunny patches. And um, so we go to the, the mansion, had a little bite to eat in front of the mansion. We were all able to picnic right in front of the, the mansion and days gone by, they haven't let you do that. Um, so that was really nice. And you can go onto my Facebook page, you can have a look at the, the estate. And I, couple of the videos that I filmed and I have uh, then what did we do oh yeah then we had a we want to have a tour um, a tour of the estate so um, you can't just walk through the house there was a stage where you could just walk through the house now they're all guided tours understandably because you know, there's a piece of wallpaper in there that's worth uh, like a hundred thousand dollars just for this wallpaper um, and so we had a tour. It's the first tour that uh, she's been on through the house. And, you know, like it's a house that started in 1868 or something. And uh, it's now themed in the 1930s, which was the last person that lived there. Uh, it's quite magnificent. Uh, I, I love it. I love going there. Like it's on acres of gardens. It's beautiful. A beautiful space. Uh, there's... There's a lake, there's a tennis court, there's a swimming pool, there's a ballroom, there's like 34 rooms or something. Um, you know, some amazing gardens and um, some outbuildings and stuff. Uh, it's just, it's hard not to just love, love being there, just sitting, relaxing, taking it all in. And so she had a really, really lovely time and it was something that we, we did together. Um, she really enjoyed it. On the podcast, we talked about things that she really loved and you know what I I love about the estate and it is a place where I just take special people in my life there because it's a it's I don't know I, I remember mum and dad taking me there uh mainly mum really but it's just a really special place and having said that there is a cave yet so I golly maybe six seven years ago I used to be on eHarmony dating site. I had a number of clients, or two, that's a number. I had two clients that had met uh, through eHarmony and got married. And I said, oh, you've got to get on and try it. And they, they worked on me for about six months. And then I finally bit the bullet. And so I think I only ever went on two days. It was a horrible experience. Um, and this particular lady I decided that we I would take her on a date to a picnic to Ripon Lee and I would just happen to be on Valentine's Day because it was a that was the Saturday that we could make work or whatever or a Sunday and she was really horrible to me but um anyway the uh it's always a nice place so yeah I'm not I'm not taking any more first dates there uh, if I ever get in the dating scene again uh, because, uh, yeah, she did, did not appreciate it. I think she reached out to me years later and said, oh, do you remember me? And um, oh, you took me to some 
you know, some old place, uh, you know, for a day. I was like, okay, nice memory. Thanks very much. Anyway, uh, so we, we, yeah, it's a special place where I like to like to spend time. I wish it was closer, to be honest, because um, it's such a such a nice place to visit. So that's what we did, and we just had a really nice time. Uh, but you know, this week's going to be a tough week uh, for her and for uh, for me. I've um, most likely will need to take her to the hospital. Um, it could be today. It could be tomorrow. Uh, I would say definitely by Wednesday uh, that she will need to go. Um, and you know, we go back to the drawing board again, back to the start. And making progress is just so, so difficult. Sometimes it's just hard to know know what to do. But what do you do? You've got to keep keep focusing on what's what's possible. Keep uh, tweaking your understanding. Keep tweaking what it is that you're, you've got to say solution. Like I, I can't tell you the, the uh, specific details of, of uh, what's going on for her so, to protect her, her privacy. But let's just say that you, you put in place a, a plan to help achieve a certain outcome. And if that plan is being sabotaged and you don't know it, you just expect that, you know, things are happening or whatever. Then when you find out, for some reason, and it's normally not through a thorough investigation, you normally find out by virtue of some just thing on the side that's kind of happened. It's like, hang on, what's that? And it's like, well, that leads to that. And it's like, oh, you're joking me. And you, you think you've put something foolproof in place and yet you find that you're the fool uh, because of you know whatever's happened really really challenging and so you you think okay well it's not about blame it's about solution so what do you do to fix that it's almost like uh, I'm walking past houses now and it's not raining but uh, and think about a leaky roof you can say, well, okay, you're in, it's pouring down with rain and you're inside, you're not getting wet. But all of a sudden you start to notice that there are some, you know, a wet patch on the roof or something. You know? Oh, what's that? Then you give it a bit of a poke and all this water comes through and you realise that maybe there's a cracked tile or I'm walking past a tin roof at the moment. Maybe there's a, there's a hole in the roof or maybe there's a, a seal in the roof that is not um, not sealing quite properly and because water does have a, a way of finding its, its uh, way into a hole so uh, you find that you've got to plug the hole and so you plug the hole and then next rainstorm you find that oh there's another wet patch over here or the same one is there again and it's like oh that fix didn't work okay let's try something else let's put more silicon on it or whatever the, the issue is then you find it's it's somewhere else and then ultimately you find that well actually that's not the problem 
we need to replace these tiles, this sheet of tin, uh, whatever, because there's a, there's a bigger problem at bay here. Um, then, you know, something else happens and you find that, well, actually it's the gutter that's overflowing and it's coming under that way. It's not the tin, it's, uh, it's coming up that way. And so you're constantly looking for, all right, do you know what? We just need to replace the whole roof or we need to replace that whole section of gutter or we need to do this, that, the other because these temporary fixes are just that and it's not solving what the, the um, you know, it's going to be an ultimate fix for what's going on here. It's tricky. But that's why you've got to constantly do house inspections, right? You've got to be aware of what's going on in your house to maintain it properly so that you don't have these things which cause bigger issues. And then when it comes to people, uh, take a, a work colleague, for instance. Uh, let's just say that there's some behaviours that have changed in a, in a staff member. When I used to work uh, in, uh, in corporations, I had a number of situations like this. Uh, maybe some behaviour changed in staff or maybe there's you're doing some analysis and number of data, this data is really powerful and the data's not making sense for whatever reason. It's like, hmm, why are we getting that outcome? That doesn't make any sense to me. You do a little bit more digging and you think, oh, gee, maybe the stats are wrong here. Maybe this is not right here. You speak to the people, they tell you a story and say, oh, okay, yeah, well, gee, maybe we just need to have a look and see if if this is a problem with the way that the data is captured and so forth. And uh, you dig a little bit deeper. And then I can remember we used to jump in on some, uh, some call recording um, uh, stats because it was all, everything was captured by the system. And because for legal purposes, we had to you know, record all the calls and everything. And you can see that people were manipulating the salespeople of this particular one anyway, was manipulating his data so that, like, hanging up on calls and doing certain things uh, like that uh, before it answers, so it would, they might answer, then immediately hang up and, and so forth, so it reduced average call time and, um, you know, a few other bits and pieces. I can't remember all the metrics now, uh, but there were ways where they could manipulate it by doing that, and it was only through retrieving some calls that it was possible to hear what was going on in, in that space. And uh, other situations where, again, things may not uh, behave, may not look right, something may not seem right. Um, you know, you speak to people, things seem to, they give you a plausible, possible explanation, but then you find, um, like I can remember this one particular, sorry, this one particular fraud where we uncovered it by observing an unfolded piece of paper. And you think, what? What are you talking about? Well, we discovered that there were these series of invoices that were being paid that they didn't have any creases in them. And if you think about it, this is back in the your late 90s, early 2000s, the only way invoices got paid in those days was a letter invoice came in from the provider in an envelope, folded, and then it was paid, opened and sorted and paid. 
these ones didn't have any creases. So that said to us that these are being printed internally here and then we just have to find the, the various links and the person was using a, a bank account that was attached to his ex-partner's name so the names didn't make sense. It was a completely bogus business uh, that was made up. But these invoices were going in and this person that was uh, getting the invoices was also approving and paying them. So we identified another fall down in the, in the systems there that, that some one person should not be able to do that. So um, it was uh, interesting. Um, so I think that, that fraud was about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars something like that. Um, and that one just came up by, by chance because the explanations seemed plausible, but it was this unfolded invoice that was the, the clincher. So, yeah, we put in best play plans to try and avoid drama, but then, uh, you know, stuff happens. So we've, all, we've constantly got to be thinking, like, I think the next wave of huge scams that is coming is through AI, and that's probably no surprise. Uh, people are out there using uh, AI for, for good out there at the moment, but there will be a bunch of people out there trust me, all these hackers and, and scammers that are thinking of what are all the different ways that we can use our crafty brain to rip people off and make it seem like they're talking to a real person or coming up with the, the most believable non-scamming uh, script that they can. And you watch how much that's about to, to come by as well. So we've got to constantly be aware of having our radar on um, you know, I'm very, very much risk aware in the work that I've done over the years, uh, being in internal audit, being in external audit, uh, doing a lot of analysis, risk analysis and so forth. Um, it takes me uh, a long time to trust people before I do anything with them. And that's why my inner circle is so small, uh, because the bigger it is, the more opportunity there is for uh, you know, people to get into that circle and do the wrong thing, and we don't want that. Uh, so, just uh, constantly got to be aware when I'm out walking, like even right now, and I'm walking uh, in the daytime, and uh, obviously I feel safe in my, my neighborhood, but that doesn't mean that I'm not always aware. And so, uh, well, you can hear crows at the moment. So, during pretty much from September through October, um, the magpies here, the black and white birds, they're a really beautiful bird, uh, but they're, they're nesting and they're big, aggressive swoopers. So I'm walking out here and they tend generally nest in gum trees, uh, but uh, you know, I'm walking out around here and if it was that, I actually don't go for a walk down here during September or October because the birds bloom and swoop and they come from the front, the side, the behind where you can't see them. They will actually hit you and like clip you with their wings and their talons and stuff. Um, so you have to be really, and their beaks, and you can get quite a nasty injury. And it takes the enjoyment out of walking. So I'm aware of that. I'm aware of, yeah, what, what are the cars doing? Are they driving erratically? Uh, what are the people doing? Uh, you know, are they getting too close? Do they look like they're behaving suspiciously or do I need to cross to the other side of the road or, or whatever? Just always uh, looking at what's going on around me and, that's very true for, for business as well, um, for people that you're 
you're networking with, the people you're building relationships with, the clients that you're, you're taking on. I had a phone call last week uh, from somebody that he used to be associated with my mum. So my mum's been passed away for 13 years now, well, coming up to 13 years. And I never had anything to do with this guy. I, if I saw him in a lineup, maybe I could recognize him, um, but I wouldn't have been able to name him. I only knew his name because he told me. And so he rings me and he's quite emotional and, and so forth and said to me that, you know, why he was calling and, well, he actually didn't really say why he was calling, but then kind of got to the point. And so the whole time I'm thinking, what does this guy want? Does he, is he trying to scam me for money or whatever? He's telling me how, how bad things were for him, etc. And I'm like, do you know what? This is, uh, this is the thing about running a business, I suppose. People can uh, know where your business is and you know, know a lot about you. There's a lot about me online and, and what I do. And he said, oh, I've been having a look at, you know, researching you online and, you know, I've finally been able to track you down. And I'm like, why? And then when he told me what he... Why he was calling? I'm like, do you know why? I said that it was something that he he had said that he would do for for mum 13 years ago, right? And I said, do you know why? I said if you hadn't called, I said I wouldn't have even known that that was something that you had say promised mum to do. And then he was telling me all the reasons why he couldn't do it. And I said, look, I said take it off your plate. I said don't worry about it. I said no one's expecting you to do this. I said I don't want you to do it. Uh, just you know, take it off your plate and just, you know, let it be. And then he started to go on to a, another bit of a, a rant and was like, oh, look, I'm not asking for money. I was like, I can see where you're going with this. And uh, like, so I ended up just, you know, kind of shutting the, the conversation down. And, uh, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't need people like that harassing me uh, in my life, uh, like I've worked so hard to make sure that I only spend time with people that I want to, and that, that's the same when it comes to the, uh, the clients that I work with. I ask them uh, 12 to uh, 13 questions, establishing whether this is somebody that I want to be working with, uh, because people can just assume that the decision is all theirs, that they'll be like, um, oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to work with you so you'll work with me. And I'm like, well, do you know what? I don't think you're a good fit to work with me. I've only ever sacked two clients. Um, I have not taken on... I remember one guy came in one day and he was um, you know, supposedly a very successful uh, business person. Of course, you don't see the numbers, but people talk a big game. Was um, pretty much retired now from... Uh, that that game, and I wanted to yeah, have a big change for his health. It wasn't like overweight or anything like that, but he wanted to have a big change in his strength, his wellness, uh, and uh, you know, energy levels and things like that. He didn't want to change anything to do with his food, and you know he was getting quite aggressive towards me about the approach that I have uh, with my clients, and I said to him look, I have a proven track record. What I do is based by science. Oh, so everything that I'm doing is, is based on science too. I said, look, to be honest, 
I'm not somebody that you can work with. I said, the, we, you are go- you're telling me that you want to achieve this particular outcome. I will help you achieve that outcome, but the way that I achieve that outcome is this way. You're telling me that you want to do this part, but you're not going to change this part at all. And I'm telling you that this is a fundamental step in you being able to achieve things that you want to achieve. And this is the only way that I work with people. So what we're going to do is get things going. You're going to be frustrated that why aren't things happening? And I'm going to say to you, it's not working because of this reason. And it's the reason that you're saying you're never going to change it. So how can we work together? We can't. So I do think that it's best that you, uh, you know, go and find somebody that's going to support the way that you want to, uh, you know, you want to live. I said, what you're saying, I fundamentally disagree with. And uh, he didn't really like that. But I, I wasn't going to waste my time because this guy was an energy zapper. A real sapper, I suppose is a better term for him. Yeah, anyway. We have to constantly evolve, constantly learn, constantly be aware of our surroundings, pivot where necessary, uh, find different solutions, better solutions, and just keep on moving us forward. Again, it comes back to what I talk about quite regularly, progress. We've got to progress. All right, so that's me out for today. So I was going to make this a shorter one, and then I, I ended up getting on a bit of a, a, bit of a rant there. So um, anyway, all interesting information. I'll stay safe and stay healthy. I'll see you tomorrow.